What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up, and I have long-time guest. I, I don't know how to properly announce you, but you were on my first episode that wasn't solo. That's true. episode two. Episode two, yeah. Phil, Philip, Mr. McNasser. How would you like the people to call you? My middle name is Mister. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just like, no, it's cool. Philip, Philip, Phil, Felipe. I don't know. What if you do, man? Mister McNasty's nice, but or Mister McNasty if you're not. <laughs> McNasty, McNasty. <laughs> back in grade Phil, school. Phil, say what's up, to people, man. <laughs> How's it going, people? Uh, it's a pleasure to be back. Uh, thank you for having me back, Emmanuel. No doubt. It's man. good to see you. This is fun. I'm excited about this series. Yes. This particular series within Socks and Sandals. Yes. Religion and Worldview series, yeah. man. It's, it's going to, uh, if y'all have been here since day one, it's going to kind of tap into what we talked about mm-hmm. in that first episode. Yeah. But uh, a little bit. might go a little bit more in depth. Yeah. It's been, a it's bit, been a a, bit over a year, so maybe, you know. Yeah, I grow every day, man. I learn right. things new every day, so yeah. my worldview you, changes a little bit. Getting, every day. You've been getting closer to God. <laughs> no, I couldn't bet uh, you in with that one. No, nah. <laughs> I think it, yeah. It depends on how you define God. Mm. If God is just like your own self-actualization, then sure, mm. maybe. I'm getting, I'm getting deep already. Maybe God is love. In which case, I'm just getting closer to love, man. God is love, son. Oh, that's, okay. that's well, they're cool. I believe Bible. in love. Okay, there you go. See, <laughs> there we go. You're getting closer to God. See, uh-huh. look at that. Baby steps. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. And uh, I also do this earlier. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio book download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash SXSNDLS. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player if you still own one of those. Do you have an MP3, MP3 player? Or? I, have an, I have an iPhone. Okay. I think we all just have our smartphones. Yeah. I don't know why that. It still boggles my mind that they have that in there, but it is what it is. I'm not going to discriminate for people that have... Hey, not everybody, not everybody wants to buy a $700 this phone is true. every two years. I, I have a friend that has a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, my brother has a flip phone. <laughs> so he probably has an MP3 player somewhere. <laughs> you know? I send him gifts and he's like, I can't, I can't see that. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Don't put me on any group text, man. Right. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, Phil's been a long text. time since you yeah. last came on. I think you, we did, uh, Mark and Priority. Mark and Priority. Like I think it was a two episode deal yeah we did that, that and, we, and we lo- i lost one of the episodes but, oh you did yeah oh. remember i was like I, don't, I think i was recording and i didn't have my computer plugged up oh and I it, forgot and it just that. died it but died. it was live we had the live stream we had the live stream you can you can probably find it on your facebook i could feed. find it somehow somewhere <laughs> i could find it on facebook but yeah man. <laughs> like may of 2017 or something right. like that. <laughs> you go so find. that was so we had those two uh-huh we had those two. like episode yeah. 16 and 17 something like that, yeah then we then we had episode two and you did the unchurchable with me. I feel like you did like, oh, you kind of interviewed me oh, a little bit, yeah. low key. Like yeah, yeah low key. I would like to really drill you someday, but we'll save that for another day. We got time. Oh, I thought okay, but but you know we we might have to we might have to formulate that. Yeah, but I'm definitely down for that. Like that would be. Great. I would like to. I would like to. I'm not. And I don't have any practice in. Um, I don't have any practice really in like this sort of um, what I'm interested in, but don't have a lot of practice in is this sort of uh, what's the word um, the, the the sort of Socratic 
methodology of questioning epistemology of belief. I have that sort of interest in that. I don't even know what you said. So, <laughs> so like this sort of this sort of way of the Socratic method is basically asking questions rather than um, sort of making statements, making statements right? Uh, and, and so it's more about like just asking, just kind of following up question after question to sort of you know and, and, and sort of putting you on the spot that way. Mm. And um, I'd be interested in in doing that sometime and sort of just kind of talking about what you believe because you, you talk a lot about you. you bring me and other tons of people on this show and mm -hmm. you know they tell talk about you, things they're interested in or things that they believe mm -hmm. and um you know we kind of flirted with that a little bit sort of but it was it really was like i would i would be interested sometime in sort of having you in the hot seat yeah for sure and and uh and really talking about what you believe mm -hmm. like in depth yeah and uh, i would like we should do that yeah because the unchargeable it, it didn't go did you hit, you didn't hit me with any hard questions you were just kind of like it was it was more yeah it wasn't really well, like, like me kind of finishing my story of me leave like my thoughts about leaving the church yeah it, it was what it was kind of more about yeah yeah no but I'm down for that okay we can we can make that happen for sure yeah yeah <clears throat> and I don't I don't want you to feel like you know like you're being drilled with questions. oh no 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 that's just language you know, know I'm mean? cool man <laughs> I like this I like this now if you don't mind being true <laughs> because I can I can keep coming with the, with the questions you know yeah, what you can I mean? ask me because I got I got mad questions you can ask me whatever you want you know what I mean I'm, I'm super curious so um let's get it going bro all right uh religion and worldview series uh I, I reached out to a lot of people that are passionate um that are unapologetic people mm -hmm. that believe firmly in what they believe or at least have enough courage they have the courage of their convictions to talk about it. So, yeah. Um, I won't say it goes without saying, but I do appreciate you for coming through and doing this oh, once yeah. again, even though I know it's not the first time. Sure. Second, but no, thank you. Yeah, man, sure. it's my pleasure. And thank you for having me, man. No I love that. I like this too. This is great. Yeah, for sure, man. This is so, tight. Um, so yeah, let's, let's hop into it, bro. So Philip Nasser, what do you believe? What is your religion and or worldview? All right. Or lack thereof. Right. I would say I don't have a religion, but I obviously have a worldview. Um, I mean, I believe a lot of things, um, but to try to sum it up for the sort of sake of this conversation, um, I believe that I believe that it's important to have a good reason to believe things. Mm -hmm. um, I may mean, believe in a lot of things. I believe that um, people are better off, you know, being nice to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe, I mean, I believe a lot of things. There's a lot of things that you could call facts or opinions that I hold or whatever. I mean, I could, I could list a billion things I believe, but, um, I think what's really important is in terms of belief is number one, kind of acknowledging the difference between knowledge and belief and two sort of, um, I believe it's important to examine why you believe things. Mm -hmm. And if you think you know something, it's important to examine whether or not you actually know that. Or if you just think that, and kind of what the difference is there. I think it's important to always ask questions. I think it's always important to be honest with yourself and with others. Mm -hmm. Especially with yourself. But with I mean, definitely. First. De yeah, definitely with others. Don't get me wrong there. But certainly with yourself. Because if you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest to others. Right. You won't be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've experienced that very firsthand even very recently even so mm -hmm. we won't get into that but um yeah i, know I'm, where you going. I think that's that and, <laughs> and you know and so i've 
something I value is um, and is skepticism. I value that as a methodology. It's not necessarily my worldview. I don't just like identify like I am a skeptic necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think it's the one of the best tool. It's the probably the best thing I know. It's the best way I know to sort of decipher like what I believe and what I don't mm. is to use skepticism. And skepticism just means you question things. Skepticism, yeah. Skepticism means basically you. I mean, to me, I don't. Know, I mean, don't 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 quote me as like the, dex- the dictionary definition or anything. But right. um, skepticism is yes, it's questioning things. It's it's not um, not clinging on to and se- and and accepting a claim uh, until there's sufficient reason to believe that claim or there's sufficient evidence for it. I mean, it depends what the claim is, but but generally, like if you know, if there's a claim such as I mean, such as anything. It can be anything as big and broad, as big as, you know, a god exists, or it can be as small as my kitchen table is brown, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one's a more extraordinary claim that requires more extraordinary evidence. But, sure. but really, you know, maybe the table's brown is a bad example, but, you know, I think it's important that if I'm going to say I believe something, then I should be able to back it up, at least to myself, mm-hmm. with evidence. Word. And, and evidence is more than just a feeling. So would you say that you believe in a deity or a no, god? No, no, totally not. Okay. And so, is there any religious system that you ascribe to? No. No systems. No systems. No systems. No god. No, no god. No systems. There's probably systems that I would agree with a lot of the, the parts of, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that I. There's no system that I like. I'm looking at and saying, yeah, I am. I am one of those. Mm-hmm. Even like, there's a lot of like. So I'm an atheist. There's a lot of atheists who are secular humanists, and that's cool. That's fine. That's a system of sort of belief. It's based on like sort of like an atheistic or a secular worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sort of list of tenets and a list of sort of ideas and rules and I mean I haven't read all of them I've read some of it it seems like fine like but I, I don't really I don't know man I'm not really like much of like a club guy so it has like commandments not really commandments but there's I mean there's there's sort of a list yeah there's a sort of like there's sort of a statement of like, maybe there's some sort of moral statements and, they have a code yeah there's a code yeah yeah totally and that's fine like codes are fine but I just mm-hmm. like I would rather I'd rather read it and see kind of what I like and what I don't like and then adopt, you know, take on good ideas and push away bad ideas. And even if there aren't really, as far as I know, any real bad ideas in secular humanism, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, it's not necessary for me to join that group. Yeah. Well, I, I believe that there is a guy just based upon creation and what I observe in the universe. And I just don't think it could just happen without a creator that's just my general underlying right. belief what I, I how think, do you I mean how did you kind of so that's like that's like baseline for me so yeah. how, how did you come across or come to the conclusion that you know what I'm an atheist yeah um, and by the way atheist is a term that people kind of use differently when I use it and you know there's a lot of people who agree with me but there's people who use it differently when I use it, I, I use it to mean just like it means that I do not have a like a positive belief in a god. There's no god or deity that I can say I believe in, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's different from saying I believe there is there is no god. Mm. But incidentally, I 
Now I wouldn't like debate this because you can't, but yeah. I pry. But if you ask, if if pressed, I would, you know, I I I do, I do think there's no God. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, to answer your question, which was sort of how did I come about that, um, this does go back to our first conversation. Yeah. Um, it was just cool. Um, basically, it came from doubt because I I started with the sort of I was born into a religious family grew up Catholic that kind of thing around high school age I started really kind of questioning some of the things some of the ideas not necessarily the God claim yet but some of the moral claims the sort of concept of sin I started to sort of take issue with um, I mean I, I believe that there's such thing as wrongdoing and you can be you can do bad things to people but just things that like like God being mad for things about things that don't hurt anybody mm-hmm. kind of yeah. I was kind of like ah, I don't know about that you know and that kind of seeped into a while and after a while I was kind of like well I don't know I don't I don't believe in I don't certainly don't believe in the God of this church mm. so then for a while you know for many years throughout kind of college and you know a few years after that I think I've identified as just agnostic which I still do because agnostic to me just means you don't claim to know and I still don't claim to know so I'm still agnostic mm-hmm. even if I'm also an atheist um, and then so I kind of was just there like hey well maybe there is maybe there isn't but then I kind of the last few years it's been more the last few years that I've actually started saying like no I don't believe in God I am an atheist mm-hmm. that kind of thing um, and that kind of came about number one as a matter of just a matter of definitions sort of came across this definition like well atheist just means you don't have a, a belief in a god mm. if you're agnostic and you say well i don't really know and I, but like if you can't say yeah i believe in god then you're an atheist by that sort of definition so okay mm-hmm. i'm an atheist <laughs> kind of came about by definitions yeah. realistically though it there it just sort of I, I realized i didn't believe in the in the god that was being taught to me and then i then after that i sort of realized i don't really have I don't really have a good reason. It's kind of what I was saying at the very beginning of this conversation. I don't really have a really good reason to believe there's a God Mm. other than that people told me. And it, quote unquote, makes sense in a sort of deductive sense. Okay, well, because the sort of of God's story is like, okay, okay, there's this thing, he's all powerful, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You also can't see him or detect him. It's a sort of unfalsifiable claim. Mm. There's no way to falsify that. You cannot prove that something you can't see doesn't or sense doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Something that exists, something that is outside of time and space and physics and whatever that means like you can't really prove that that thing doesn't exist so you also can't prove it does or i don't know how to prove it does so you can make up a lot of things like that that you can't disprove you can't disprove leprechauns you can't you can't prove to me there's no leprechauns you can't prove you can't prove to me that there's no santa claus now i don't believe in santa claus and Mm. we don't preach santa claus okay cool (laughs) cool it's okay all right all right lower my voice there um But you still can't prove he doesn't exist. I mean, you can say you could probably prove that you bought those particular presents, but you can't necessarily prove that there isn't a Santa Claus that goes down chimneys in Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can't. Like, it, it sounds silly to say, right? But to an atheist, this sort of exception people make for God sounds silly. We all agree. Okay, you know, you can't. You know, sure. Just because you can't uh, prove that unicorns exist doesn't mean that they don't. Just because you can't prove that, uh, you know, such and such, like, it all, everyone's kind of on the same page until you start talking about God, and then people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, how can you say that God doesn't exist? Yeah. 
like there's like some exception because like that's the fairy that sorry I shouldn't say fairy tale that's 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 mean but I that no, that's the sort of wanted. that's the sort of the big uh, sort of you know in my mind kind I mean, ultimately it gets kind of ridiculous it, it's so the, we're comparing fairy tales right yeah now. to me it's the to me it really feels like the same mm. I mean. Fairy tales maybe are different because people don't really genuinely believe fairy tales as much. But mm-hmm. even something like a kid believing in Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny or somebody what about an adult believing in Santa Claus. I mean, that's as far as I know, much less frequent. I mean, I've I've known some adults who believe in Santa Claus. I mean, they the ones that I knew happened to be like adults with like cognitive disabilities. Mm, but and, and you know, not to not to bash on them or on Santa Claus belief in general except I, I don't think many people do but kids why do don't, why don't adults believe in Santa Claus because they figured because oh, someone tells them or they figured out that it that it's like it, it's not it's made up for me my, mm. I mean I haven't believed in Santa Claus since I was like four or something when my brother told me right but but think about it though think about like the way the reason why I think it's a good analogy to a God claim is because when you're little you know if your parents are telling you about Santa Claus they tell you the, the Santa Claus exists. Um, Santa Claus brings you presents on Christmas if you're good. So number one, there's that same sort of like you better be good. So Santa Claus will will hook you up. Otherwise, he'll punish you with coal <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. And it's also then you know it's like then like okay, we can, you go to bed, you go to sleep on Christmas Eve, you wake up in the morning, the milk and cookies are gone, and there's presents under the tree, and they say they're from Santa. Mm-hmm boom, there's your evidence that Santa exists, right? Mm-hmm. It's like somebody told you and then something happened and you they you can kind of like, in the little kid's mind, they're like, it makes sense. That fits what I was told would happen. Therefore, Santa Claus. It's a, usually after, you know, the timer, you know. Does that, does that story, does that story or that analogy, because I've heard that analogy from you before. We talk, I mean, this goes back to our coffee shop conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, does that analogy make you feel comfortable about your conclusion that you come to? That you can like I compare mean, this to a fairy tale? And, well, this is this is no different than that. So therefore, I'm not. That's like the know, only I'm, thing I'm, I'm basing I'm cool it on. But, that. I mean, what I'm really basing it on it, it's it's just like an, an analogy to the fact that like just because you can you know so you can believe something and then you can kind of make sense of events and blame them on that. Even though those, that's well, not the actual explanation for those things. Let's unpack the Santa Claus, okay. for lack of a better term. Okay. Um, going back to your statement, what you said about God, you said you can't disprove. You can, yeah, you can't disprove a lot of things, including. Okay. A, now let's talk about Santa Claus. Okay. Are you saying we can't disprove? We we cannot disprove the existence or lack thereof of Santa Claus in this world. We can't disprove that. Is that true? I mean, it, is, that, um, is that a true statement? I mean, you just... can show a you can show a lot of evidence that that like you can you can make these sort no of comparisons. Go to the North Pole, is that what you're saying? I mean, you can go to the North Pole, but you know, nobody knows his address. We also know that there's, there's mm. also, I mean, Santa Claus. Whose address? Santa Claus's address. He's a real person. What I'm saying is, you say go to the North Pole. It's like you can't. You don't. Is he a real person? I don't believe in Santa Claus. So why? So why are you saying we can go to this fake person's address? Who would go to a fake person? You said we can go to the North Pole. And I'm saying, well, I don't know his address. Where in the North Pole am I going to prove that Santa Claus is there? Well, if he doesn't exist, he doesn't have an address. Okay. Right. But but what you were saying was that you can... 
We're, you're talking about disproving that Santa Claus exists. But you are acknowledging that he doesn't exist. Oh, so well. you, oh, you want me to play like the, the the you want me to play the role of the person who believes in Santa Claus? No, I'm just I'm I'm following. <laughs> I'm trying to follow the logic. What I'm saying is I don't believe in Santa Claus, but me not believing him doesn't mean he doesn't exist. I mean, technically, if you mm. really want to get down and dirty into it, you not believing in him doesn't mean that he doesn't of exist. Course, of course, of oh, course. That is, but, but 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 let's. People don't believe that Elvis is dead. That doesn't mean he's not dead. Okay, but uh, going going back to Santa, isn't there an origin story of Santa Claus and that whole thing? Like, can't there be research that's done? Yeah, there's research that's done into. Well, no, I'm just I'm talking, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about Santa, Santa Claus. About, um, I mean, you Santa. can. I don't know if I mean the, the reason why it we believe that the Santa Claus myth does come out of basically the as far as I know it's probably a, a, an amalgamation of a few different things, but including like the Saint Nicholas, who's mm-hmm. as far as I know and believe it's a real person, like mm-hmm. he was an actual Catholic saint, right? Mm-hmm. Saint Nicholas was a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other sort of I think some other sort of mythologies that sort of. Or some other sort of stories that kind of kind of get mashed together to equal Santa Claus, mm. the Krampus, things like that. So um, we can we can trace back the mythology. Yeah, we can see where this story came from. Yeah, and so because we can see where the story came from, we can easily come to a conclusion that that's not a real person. No, you can trace back the history of the story of I'm just stories talking, just, of just talking about Santa Claus. Yeah, but I'm just, no, just but, but I'm saying no, I know, but I'm using. I'm let's gonna, not let's not move the target. No, but I, I'm, I have to, to to demonstrate that that's no, not a true don't. thing that you just said. No, okay, no, 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 I'm talking about Santa Claus. I'm not talking about nothing else. I mean, you said that we can't prove that Santa Claus doesn't exist. Right. You're talking about you're talking that's about you origin said. stories. Yeah, Who, it doesn't matter where the origin stories come from. I'm talking about a person. Does this guy exist or not right now? Exactly. It doesn't matter so, what the what's written down about him. The question is, does he exist or not? Right. Right. And I'm saying you can't like. I mean, okay, I can't move away from Santa Claus. Um, how? Okay, let me ask you this: How would you demonstrate that Santa Claus does not exist? How would you go about demonstrating that he does not exist? I would trace the origin story. And see where that came from. Okay. And I would take I would take all of whatever quote unquote facts, air quotes I'm using people, facts about Santa Claus, who he is, where he's from, when he was supposedly born, where he lives, and I would track that. So I would have someone if we can go to the moon, somebody can go to the North Pole. Right. So I would send a, a, a search mission. Okay. For Santa Claus, have everyone, whoever can go there, right. have our NASA, whatever people, go to the North Pole, yeah. search the whole North Pole for Santa Claus okay. and his workshop and his elves and his yeah. reindeer. I yeah. will search for all the evidence that's talking about elves and reindeer now. I'm talking about Santa Claus. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, want, I want everything. I want everything that shows yeah, better be an elf there, too. Uh, Otherwise, it better be no an Santa. elf <laughs> and some reindeer. I want to see Rudolph, <laughs> Rudolph too. All of that. All this stuff. Rudolph, man, come on. Because, because Rudolph Santa, was, because, Rudolph because Santa, made up, they made up the Rudolph song in like the 50s. But look, <laughs> Santa can't get around without Rudolph. Hold because up. He, Right? There, Santa could exist and the reindeer could not exist. That could be false. No. But Santa could be real. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of lies going on. But here's what I'm saying. So what, so what I'm saying is I would do all those things. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to the North Pole and there is zero evidence of Santa Claus. And with modern technology, we can survey the whole world. So I'm looking at every, I would have a thousand, a million cameras on every chimney possible <laughs> and I would be waiting All right, man. for Santa Claus to show up and when I don't see Santa Claus in America when I don't see Santa Claus yeah. in the North Pole 
I will be able to easily say this guy doesn't exist. Two that things. Is, that is a myth. Two things. The first of all, and this is the less the lesser point, but the, but it is a point that like okay when you do all that and put those million cameras up then you can make your then you can prove your point but the the, the main but it can be done. but the real thing i mean it can be but the real thing but how about this okay so we're just talking about santa claus existing that isn't necessarily i'm not saying every song is true everything you anybody's ever said about santa claus or everything everybody believes about santa claus because people believe different things we're just saying the santa claus and, and yeah sure we're talking about the same guy he's an old guy he gives presents he goes around the world right let me ask you this. Is it possible, assuming it's possible that Santa Claus could be real, right? Let's just, for the sake of this argument, let's say it's at least possible he could be real. If we're granting that, because if we're having this conversation, we're granting that it's possible that he could be real, basically. Sure. So if it was possible that, it, that he could be real, is it possible that he is real, but he no longer lives in the North Pole? But he just used to live there when all the things were written about him, all the all the songs, everybody thinks he still lives there, but he actually lives somewhere else now. Is that possible? Could it Santa is Claus very, move? It is very possible. And maybe is it possible? So so you could go look in the North Pole and mm-hmm. you could look in the chimneys, but that but he might not be there because maybe he lives. Well, he he still has a maybe, job to do on maybe, December twenty fifth. Right. So I'm gonna see when he if he shows up to work. That's what I'm saying. I would, possible, I would not only is it survey North Pole, okay. I would survey his workplace. Is it possible for Santa Claus if it's if it's possible for Santa Claus to that, that he exists, mm-hmm. if that's the case, then is it possible that Santa Claus exists but no longer delivers presents on Christmas Eve? He used to, but he doesn't anymore. He quit that. He just now he's just retired and living somewhere else. Oh, so you're just making up stuff on the fly. No, we're talking about Santa Claus existing. The, the person and work of Santa Claus. No, I'm, I'm asking if it's possible that that he... that let's, If we're assuming it's possible that he exists... If Santa Claus doesn't deliver presents, he's not Santa Claus. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Santa Claus was just a, a being we're talking about, a guy who, who does that. He's known for doing that, but... You not know the story of Santa Claus? Right? I know the story of Santa Claus, but I'm saying we're talking about a per, like an actual physical being named Santa Claus who. So who are you? Story, so are you assuming that this person is immortal? Is that what, are you assuming that? As I well mean, is that's what I think you're we're having to assume, right? Because the stories are that he's been given not maybe not immortal, but um, he would he, have to be immortal because he's hundreds of years old. Yeah, but he, he could just be a, a guy who lives hundreds of years. It could be like some stories of Santa Claus where he sort of passes the Santa torch on. Did you ever see, see Ernest see this, Saves this, Christmas? This type of exercise, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it's kind of a. I think it's kind of a sort of a tangent. It is. It's a. It's a huge tangent, but it's always like I'm always amazed that that you go this okay. far to disprove. So, God but you're saying if you look everywhere, no, 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 ask, no, 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 this. So you're. So am I right in 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 that you're sort of suggesting that. Okay, if there's a claim that this person, okay, for example, Santa Claus is a guy who lives in the North Pole and he delivers presents on Christmas Eve all around the world with reindeer. Mm-hmm. So, if you look everywhere that you would expect to see him and you don't find him, then he doesn't exist. That's kind of what you're saying. If you look in the North Pole, you don't see him. You put cameras on the rooftops, you don't see him. He doesn't show up. He doesn't deliver on Christmas. Therefore, he doesn't exist. That's kind of it sounds like what you're saying. Sure. Okay, so why can we not do that for God? Or is God a man? Are we talking God's about a, a being? Man? Oh, okay. right. Yeah. So, so you, we're comparing mankind versus a, a sure. People creator. compare all sorts of 
uh, one sort of being to another. Mm. People compare animals to people. People compare uh, stars to rocks. I mean, I don't well, know. To, like, you know, to my understanding, God is not a, a human being. Sure. Neither is Santa. Santa's not a human being. Human beings don't live to be thousands of years old. Who is, who is this fictional character that you keep talking about? What is Which he? one, God or Santa Claus? Santa. That's a good one. <laughs> I don't know. You're the one who wants to talk about Santa Claus, man. No, you you brought it up. I'm just uh, I'm just entertaining the Santa oh, yeah. Claus. Well, all that I'm saying is that if you have this, if you, what I was saying, and the reason why Santa Claus was an example, and maybe it wasn't the best, but you have this sort of, if you sort of set up this claim that there's. That is an unfalsifiable claim. God's even more unfalsifiable than Santa Claus, really, because Santa Claus is generally confined to the earth, at least. So, yeah, I mean, you could at least, with a very, 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 very high degree of certainty, demonstrate that the Santa Claus that people are talking about, there is no such thing, right? You could prove, or at least he doesn't live in the North Pole anymore, and he's not giving Christmas presents to anybody anymore, and there's no reindeer flying in the sky. You could, you could hypothetically demonstrate all of that mm -hmm. so you have a good point there but my point is that you the claim of god is one that you cannot falsify in that way so like the, the fact that something cannot be disproven is not a reason to believe it okay that's fair um mm -hmm. there yeah i so mean you could, you, it's 50 50 you could or you 50 50 yeah hold on how did you determine those odds how do you determine there's a 50 percent chance because they're true or false I'm sorry. I'm sorry. yeah but but that doesn't mean 50 50 50 50 means an equal chance Yes, it's equal chance, bro. No, 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 no. It's not an equal chance. It's how, how true or yeah, false? Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's equal chance. Okay, what do you, how about this? Okay, I'm just gonna, you don't have to answer whether it's true or false, but true or false, Emmanuel, I'm going to, pardon, the, pardon the, the violence, I'm going to slap you in the face right now. True or false, right? Do you think there's a 50-50 chance that whatever you say is going to be correct? You think there's a 50 50 chance that I'm going to slap you in the face right now? Or do you really think I'm just saying that to demonstrate a point? I'm not actually in any way, shape, or form about to slap you in the face. <laughs> if you said true or false, I'm going to slap you in the face. I have a 50% chance of getting that answer correct. If you roll a die, if you, if you don't actually there's use. There's two options. Well, if, but yeah, I mean, if you randomly choose true or false, correct. But you no, wouldn't. You're, you're just saying, you're gonna, what's, what's the probability of you actually announcing you no, 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 to no chance of that actually But you happening. know that, which is why you would say false, and you'd have a better than 50% chance of being correct. But if you roll to die, whether, like, like, you flip a coin... Okay, no, but, but, you, but you're, you're, moving, you're moving the target. No, 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 I'm not. You said true or false. I can say true, or I can say false. Right, that does not mean a 50 Therefore, chance. Therefore, that I have, because I have... No, oh, this is the Monte Carlo options, problem. This is the Monte Carlo problem. Because I have two oh. options... I'm either going to, if I choose this option, I'm right. Choose this option, I'm wrong. But you have information that can help steer you towards the correct answer. So there's not a 50-50 chance that you're going to say true or a 50-50 chance you're going to say false in a situation like the one I just said. If you roll, if you flip a coin... Semantics, it, I love it. No, no, no. But if you say, like, heads true, tails false, then okay. yeah, you flip a coin. That has a 50-50 chance, so therefore you have a 50-50 chance of being right. But you know I'm not going to slap you so in the face. So what is the chance that you're right that there is no God? How what's would the, I even determine that? Det so what, what are we talking about? How, I, there's no way for me to determine. Well, so, you're the so one who said it was 50-50. Yeah. So why, why, how, are you gonna, how are you going to argue that if you can't determine it? No, 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 no. It's the, the, the burden of uh, the burden you of proof is on you. You can't determine it. You can't either. How did you determine that? Tell me then. How did you determine it's a 50% chance that, that it's true? Because I could be right or wrong. 
Yeah, but that does not mean there's a 50-50 chance. That just means there's a, that means there's two options. How did how did you determine that those chi- those I don't, options I don't have, have to. I don't I don't have to come up with the statistics. <laughs> I just I just have faith. You can just claim. I just have faith. What bro. is faith? What does that mean? Faith is believing in things that are not seen. What do you what do you mean by not seen? I can't see it. I can't. You can't, can't see a lot of things. I, I can't see God. It's, I can't see oxygen. Am I, is that faith? Let me let me give you a better definition. Yeah, yeah. of faith. I don't I don't want to uh, give you. So too I believe much in of a, love, of but a that's not. Church-y. I believe in love. That's not faith. I believe that's not it, a church. It's a it's a verse. But let me, yeah, let me see. Yeah, I believe in a lot of things I can't see. I don't faith, think faith is is like trust. Yeah, I think I think that I think so that I have I have trust. I have belief. I have faith that there is a God. And what he, do you? And he has and he has a plan for my life. He has a plan for your life. And he created this universe. What is the foundation for that faith? Like, what is the reason that you have that faith? What's the reason that I have a faith? If faith means trust, mm-hmm. like you just it means it means a belief. So, yeah. what is the reason for that belief, or what is the what are you basing that belief on? Like I said, when I started um, started this conversation, just the evidence of what I see in front of me. Okay, what do you see in front of you that's evidence of a of a nature living God? In nature, working, yeah, cohesively, coherently, uh huh, self-sustaining, uh huh, the human body. I don't believe that this is an accident. I believe that there is an intelligent being that put us together, that created this whole system that we're in. Someone that is greater than us, that is outside the system that has created the system. Uh huh. I believe that logic to be true, and I have I trust and I believe and I have faith. That there is a God that created this. That this uh-huh. is this is not some spontaneous combustion. Do you think that I believe in an intelligent design? Uh-huh. I believe there's 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 too much that goes on to create a human for that to be an accident. It's too many bits of information of DNA, yeah. all these things that go into just Well, yeah, I mean these meaning. these are things that have developed over billions of years, which is unfathomably so, so long. So you say I mean so I I mean, I, I'm not like so the, the so, on this. so the scientists say. Sure, they could be wrong. Yeah, they could be wrong. I think they have a better reason for what they believe than you do. Okay, because your right. your reason you give me is faith, which is, which is really isn't that isn't faith just kind of the reason something that like isn't you a, have faith you have faith in those scientists. You trust no, it's a little different believe, though. No, no, no. You trust well, and believe if, that if what they faith say means. Believe then believe yes. That they're smart. You believe that they're. If they've faith done means research. believe, then yes. But I, th- I don't think most people actually mean believe by faith. People, people will say that the reason for the for their belief is faith. I don't, I'm, I'm just telling you my definition. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, by your definition, sure. I believe that I have a belief or I have trust. Mm-hmm. But um, and the I, scientists and their information. I mean, it's not so much about trusting any individual scientist but yeah like i mean it i i, I have I, I do have a trust in the sort of system in, in mm. the sort of system of uh, of scientific inquiry and i believe that like i believe in the um in the scientific method i believe in the peer review system i believe that what they say is they're doing i believe that they're actually doing that mm-hmm. like i don't think it's like some conspiracy of academics and the government and all these people who are just making up the science and mm. you know i don't believe i don't think that's a thing i, I don't there's no i don't i don't think there's any evidence of that i think i think occam's razor says 
you know, if I'm going to decide whether this is all some big conspiracy or whether these things are, are like, you know, legitimate as far as people can tell, like, their people are being forthright as much as they can, I think that's more likely. Because mm-hmm. all the things that they, I mean, uh, sci- the nice thing about science is it's not just, there's no, there's no real, I mean, there's sort of like, there's no like guy who's like the authority on it there's no like it's not like well according to you know science mike this is the fact therefore we believe it science is everything that they claim is something that is observable it's something that's testable it's something that's repeatable yeah it is it is um i mean when people talk there's been a lot of bias stuff in science just to prove their point like what like like stuff where they would they would test they would say certain things about black people or Africans. Uh huh. Like, oh, they're they don't, they don't feel pain. That's why we can. That's why we can. Operate oh yeah, on them. but I, I would we argue can, that's can, not. I would argue that's not science. I, anesthesia. I would argue that's not science. I, I would argue that's like bad people basically co-opting that there idea, claiming that, science. But there are other scientists that erect statues of these people. I mean, there are societies of people that erect statues of these people and claim, people and, and, and claim that they're great scientists. There's a lot of people can be biased. In people any can be. Field. I mean, people can in any field can be also be biased or racist even, or whatever even outside education, of education. Yeah. Like you said, Dude, edu- Gandhi education. was racist. Gandhi's not racist. Gandhi was a racist. He was racist against Africans. He that's said not, some racist not, stuff in his life. It's not racism. That's just prejudice. Racism is white supremacy. Racism is like in being India. Able, I mean, okay, sure. Okay, whatever. He was being prejudiced. able to systemically oppress someone. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So he was the same thing except for Brown. Whatever you call prejudice. that. Okay, he was prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he said some pretty nasty things about about African Indians. Mm. So pretty bad things. So um, what, did, what did you bring that up for? Because know. you're talking about how there are people who are scientists who are also biased and have done bad yeah, things they are. and said yeah. bad things about black people or whatever. Not said bad things. They've practiced. They've created a practice, and they did experiments on black people. Yeah. Because they feel like they're disposable. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is about the about like modern day. Um, it's it, modern. No, no, no. Listen. The thing about like the it's syphilis. No, listen. The thing about the the nice thing about is that there's a lot of been um, since even like the last couple of decades, there's been a, there's been a this is ongoing. I think it's ongoing a lot of fields. A sort of overhaul of ethics. Whereas there are a lot of experiments. Um, this is true in hard sciences as well as like social sciences that people learned a lot from that we can never practice ever again. No one's ever going to do again. You, have you ever heard of the Stanford prison experiment? Now that's a sort of social science thing, but that was the one where they had these. This people and they basically said like you guys are act- you guys are the prisoners and you guys are the prison guards and they were all just like volunteers who had signed up for this study and they kind of put them in this like this sort of situation. This is Stanford, like you know the Stanford, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, and basically like the they put these people in these roles and they kind of say okay you guys get to be the prison guards you guys get to be the the prisoners and these people who were just like volunteers showing up for this thing they they basically. end up like you know this goes over the course of days and they kind of start like really taking on these roles and the prison guards start like really mistreating the prisoners and things like that and these are not actual prison guards and prisoners not that it would be okay if they were Mm -hmm. but these are just like people these are just normal people test subjects basically and it kind of um they did i don't i mean i don't remember all the details you can look this up it's very 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 famous but um but yeah i mean like this is a this was an experiment that people learned a lot about human 
um, behavior from, mm-hmm. but that's not a, an experiment that we can people can carry out anymore because it's really highly unethical. People were really mistreated. So um, I don't was, really know what was there is the greater some greater good from that mistreatment. Is that what you're trying to? Get no, at? I'm just saying that there like nowadays in any sort of reputable science community, you don't really get these sort of, I mean, there's, they're not practice. They're not doing these, like as as these terrible unethical experiments anymore because they actually have boards of ethics and they actually don't like let people do, do, uh, do, you know, people don't, people don't, people don't fund research projects or people don't take seriously or allow people to do, um, those sorts of experiments anymore things that are actually unethical they actually have to submit to an ethical review and say mm-hmm. you know if it's gonna be something that's hurting people or whatever they're not gonna let you do it so they're we you know they can still refer to the old ones like the stanford prison experiment and other things How like that was the stanford um i think that was from man don't quote me on this i think i think it was probably like the 70s or so it's not a long time it's not a long time ago but i mean think about but the 70s our parents lived through that yeah i know uh, my my siblings <laughs> lived through that. Um, it might have been before that or after that. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't have it in front of me. I could look it up. For but sure. um, but it's just an example that, like, you know, I'm just trying to point out, that, like, just because somebody like somebody does something for their job, that isn't. It's not the same as like who they are outside of that job. And um, the fact that, like, yeah, man, for I mean, everybody, man, a hundred years ago. The whole world, I mean, the world's messed up now, but the world mm-hmm. was way more messed up then. Mm-hmm. And 100 years before that, the world was even more messed up than that. Like, people are sort of, I mean, things like the internet and stuff help with this because information spreads faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people are, like, getting better and better. Well, so the fact that there's been unethical, you know, unethical things in any in every field, I mean, I could say the same about religion, man. <laughs> and you, sure. agree, you agree with me? But I but I would I would go back to challenge that you know what you said if somebody does something for their job it doesn't mean that's who they are outside their job. That's true. But it is it, it's if you're guilty you're guilty if you did it you did well, it. So if if you're at your job and to be honest one of the reasons why I walked away from my job they wanted me um, there was there was I was given a suggestion of how to sell a certain product. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Reason why I left Comcast. Mm-hmm. Only reason why I left my my current my most previous employer. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that suggestion. Yeah, and the suggestion was it was kind of shady to me. Yeah, I was like, if you guys expect me to sell in that way, I can't do it. I didn't tell them that. Yeah, but that was my in my heart. I was just like, so then like the next week I went into work, and I didn't expect to quit. But it was just like it was weighing on me because I know that I wouldn't do that method on my on my grandma, mm-hmm. on my mom, right. on my aunt, on yeah. my uncle. I wouldn't do that on my family. I wouldn't do my family like that because I knew it was wrong. Yeah, I, I stopped. Now, and that's not to I didn't mean to tell that story and that's not to put me on some type of pedestal or say it on better. No. But like but like. You you are what you do at your work because you come home like I come home yeah and I may not feel I like when I worked at Comcast yeah. I didn't feel good about what I did bro yeah because they coached us to do things in a very shady way yeah and that stuff some stuff that we were doing back when I was there like 
six, seven years ago, they finally got like fined for like millions upon millions of dollars of stuff yeah. that they lied about. And they told us to sell it <laughs> and tell them that it was one thing. I was just yeah. like, man, so so you go home, if you're doing things that are unethical, you know that it's wrong. Right. I mean some some people have that have that conscience and they know that it's wrong, but they still some people just do it because, well, my boss told me to do it, so I guess I'm okay. If yeah. I go down, the boss is going down too. Nah, you you going down. I I think to kind of like bring it back a little bit, I think kind of where I'm, I guess what we're kind of getting at here is you said that you know your reason for believing God is looking at nature and the complexity of nature and how things work together and things like that. I think in my like observation and sort of my worldview and my opinion, I think that the complexity of nature and the way that the way things work together pretty well, as far as I know, is explained pretty well by what we know of biology, the um, the the theory of evolution by uh, natural selection. Mm-hmm. It actually explains like all of that. So let's get into that. So let's get into your what is your you know origin theory of the world. My origin theory of the world. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what do I know of that stuff? I mean, there's information out there. There's been a lot of research, and they found out a lot of things. Think Big Bang. Well, the, uh, the Big Bang is, uh, as far as I know, is the sort of the uh, is was the sort of origin of the universe. Okay. Um, I believe it was. Now. I'm not the expert on this, so I mean, there's probably better ways people who could like explain really how they know all, you know, how they do all these things, how they can, can determine these things. But they, they, um, I could try, but it, it, it would be, I well, mean, I could, I could get a piece of it, but like I'm not the guy to ask. Okay, for sure. Um, but really, but they, they basically kind of by they know how kind of fast things are moving through space, and then kind of all just sort of trace them back. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, if, if you if you know a car is going 100 miles an hour and you see it drive that way you know that an hour ago is 100 miles that way mm-hmm. sort of thing right mm-hmm. um so it's kind of like that uh so i the the origin of the universe the big bang uh i mean they have it down to like the the tiniest 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 fraction of a second like unbelievably minusculely small amount of time um they have it down to that sort of tiniest fraction of a section the point of when the big bang happened mm-hmm. so they know when it happened and it was like 13 and a half billion years ago. Mm-hmm. The Earth was formed four and a half billion years ago. Okay. And life, uh, as far as, you know, as far as we know, uh, started about three and a half billion years ago. Okay. And then, so talking to the first life, which was, you know, tiny, tiny little organisms, what single cell organisms, very small little things, couldn't do much, but they could, uh, I guess they could procreate, they could reprodu- reproduce themselves, right? That's why it's life. Mm-hmm. So these tiny little things over the, you know, started there, but that was three and a half billion years ago. And then now we have what we have now. Mm-hmm. So it's three and a half billion years of evolution. Okay. Which is a long, like an unfat, you cannot, you cannot fathom how long right. that is, yeah, right? You just can't. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's a, try to really imagine what a trillion dollars is. This is way harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, four or three and a half billion years. Mm-hmm. So much time. So, yeah, it takes a really long time for, like, little tiny, tiny things to evolve into, like, the complexity we have now. Mm. But if that's possible at all, I think three and a half billion years is probably long enough to do that. Okay. Right? Because, I mean, I can't really... If it needs more time than that, how much more time? I I couldn't even fathom that. So, as far as I know, you know, 
the evidence is there um and they have there's actually a good explanation a really good model for this and it's based on a lot of evidence and then there's they sort of create this model that explains it and the thing about science it's wonderful is if if different evidence comes about and sort of changes or kind of falsifies what they thought they just shift the model and and, and the explanation changes to sort of take in the new evidence mm. so we're basing this, this is based on basically all the evidence that we have so far and there might be more information out there. Mm-hmm. They haven't found, you know, they haven't found a fossil for every single species that's ever existed. Yeah. Fossils are pretty rare, actually, mm-hmm. compared to how many things live and die. But um, so my point is that the diversity of life is actually explained by the theory of evolution and natural uh, by natural design or by sorry natural design. Oh, that's Freudian by uh, <laughs> natural selection. Mm-hmm. So I don't see that as evidence of a of a of a creator or of a of no, an intelligent wait, wait, designer. Let's, let's talk about this natural design that you speak of. That, that was a mis. That was a, 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 a See, even, your, even your subconscious bears witness to this design. Natural selection is the is the term. <laughs> That's not. You're so funny, see? man. You, you guys should see, see? that. You should see the smug look on this dude's see? face. Like he just, like he just. God is at work, man. Something. God is God is at sure, work. Sure, God man. is at work. Oh my goodness, I love man. it. Oh man. <laughs> You know I love mess with. You. <laughs> See that's what I'm saying. That's like that's that's your proof. All right, you got me. I said a wrong word once on accident. <laughs> I corrected myself, oh. but it was too late. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no. So I think that's that. I think that any other sort of supernatural claims, I don't even know how we would investigate supernatural claims. Nobody's really given me a good means to investigate other supernatural claims other than saying take it on faith or look at the beauty of the universe. And th- those are, to me, are not evidence of something. I think if you're going to say this thing exists, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to say some big old thing like the super, this thing has the power to create the universe, this thing has the power to intervene, this thing... Uh, is everywhere and all powerful and it knows everything and it's also in a way nowhere because it's outside of space and time all the the more things the more claims you stack onto that the more evidence you need and you need to start by even just giving me actually demonstrating that it exists in the first place before you really are going to get me to believe that it's all powerful and knows everything and and there's a heaven and a hell and a jesus and uh (laughs) and uh you know, purgatory or whatever, you know, all these things and that there's eternal damnation and eternal salvation and all these sorts of things. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, slow down, slow roll, demonstrate this thing exists in the first place. Mm. Then we can talk about its, its great qualities. And nobody's done that as far as I know. Nobody's done it to me. Can no- the iPhone prove that Steve Jobs exists? <laughs> no. I mean, it doesn't in and of itself, but I believe Steve Jobs existed. I don't have. I mean, there's no. There's but nobody. The iPhone can the iPhone itself say, "Hey." I mean, you could ask Siri. <laughs> Siri, who is Steve Jobs? Let's do it. All right, yeah. Go ahead. You got it. All right. Yeah. Unlock real quick. Sorry. Hey Siri. Who is Steve Jobs? Thanks for asking about Steve. Here's Apple's web page about him. It links to Steve Jobs Memorial. Okay. That doesn't Siri. really prove anything, but yeah, I, I believe he exists. I'm here. Who is your creator? Like it says on the box, I was designed by Apple in California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you considered your father, Steve Jobs? Who, me? Yes, you. She doesn't know who Steve Jobs is, bro. Come on, Siri. <laughs> she can look him up on Google. Siri. 
Here's what I found on the web that you <laughs> considered your father, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs commitment, Stanford. All right, Siri, you, you don't, you're not listening. Yeah, because okay. so, Siri's not actually sentient, doesn't actually know what you're saying. There's some pre-programmed things. Like, if you ask her what's zero divided by zero, she gives you a wonderful answer. Mm. But it's pre-programmed, and it's funny. Uh, if you ask her other things, she's not pre-programmed. She just Google it. She's programmed to Google it. So she just Googles Steve Jobs. She doesn't even know who her own creator is. Cause she doesn't know anything because she's a... And she uses Google. Phone. Shame yeah. on her. She uses Android <laughs> search engines. Yeah. Um, well, I think... Didn't they, don't they own Apple now? Google? No. I thought Google bought Apple. No. You sure? They can't do that. <laughs> Who bought Apple? Disney? No. Google got bought out. They didn't get bought out, but they like reorganized. Hmm. So the parent company is now called Alphabet. Oh. But uh, no, Apple will never... No. That's never going to happen. And that would be like oh. some, some antitrust type stuff. You know what I mean? Like that's a monopoly. Because they make damn near all the phones. You know, so they, they can't do that. Those those two companies. Um, I guess so. The so the next the next iteration of yeah. questioning for this worldview that you have. How do you derive meaning for your life if there is no belief in a creator? I think it. Okay, first of all, I will answer that. But I think it's silly to. Man, I think people. I'm going to ask the same question. Okay. As everybody, no, no, no. I just think it's funny. Like, it's not. I'm it's, not I, just think a it, shot. I know. I, I just think it's funny, and I'm not. This isn't. This isn't like I'm not. Come down to you for this. Sure. But but I think it's a normal thing that people do. I think it's funny that people sort of think that like in order for you to have meaning in your life, it has to be endowed by some by some third part by some like you know by some god figure. People ask that question because typically they get their their uh, definition of what it yeah what 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 life means yeah from their yeah whatever they ascribe to so I don't think whatever system they ascribe to I don't think life or existence has any inherent meaning okay I don't think there is this one thing that is the meaning of life I think meaning implies that sort of somebody who to give it meaning right so it, it implies if you're saying life, like the meaning of life mm. in the broad sense, yeah. that that implies that there is some sort of god or somebody who gets to who gets to determine what the meaning is. But why I, does that imply that it has to come from a godlike figure? Well, I'm saying I think that it, I think that it's meant to like people say it in the, in the sense that it implies, but I also think that because for something to mean something, there has to be somebody who's interpreting that meaning. So you will be interpreting it. So that's really my answer. I mean, what I'm saying is I think that people, when that question sort of asked, it's kind of saying, well, because you, you said without a God, how do you, how do you have meaning? And so I'm saying, I think okay. it's like, I think, so I, I, question, yeah, so I'm just know. challenging really sure. even that, that even that assumption that it's without, that, that it, it would require a God in the first place. I guess I'm challenging that assumption. Sure, sure. And to, the answer is I create my own meaning. I think people create their own meanings. And I think that some people sort of borrow meaning from a religion or, or a god. But I mean, I think ultimately, though, meaning does come about. Meaning requires like a mind or, or somebody to sort of interpret it. So I think that we create our own meaning. And I think it's subjective. The meaning of life is subjective. So what is meaningful to me is what I, is what I basically decide is meaningful to me. So... Um, you know, I derive meaning from, um, I think that, I think it is meaningful 
to um, I care about like the world overall. Mm-hmm. I care about generally. I care about like humanity overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I care about people. I think I'm a pretty like moral and you know loving person. I care about. Um, I think that it's important to try to sort of minimize pain and suffering and try to maximize sort of comfort and pleasure. And I don't mean just physical pleasure. I just mean pleasure in the sort of uh, platonic sense, which is just this sort of base emotion of if, any, if anything that you f- that feels good is pleasure. Right? Yeah. So I think that should be maximized. Comfort, pleasure uh, should be maximized and pain and suffering should be minimized. Um, so I think I derive meaning from... How am I contributing to happiness in myself and others, quality of life in myself and others? How am I contributing to positivity, comfort, pleasure, happiness, peace, things right. like that? Mm-hmm. That's meaningful to me. And I, and I think, and how, and how am I, and, and others, how are we minimizing pain, suffering, agony, um, hatred, you know, all the sort of bad things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's sort of where meaning comes from. For me personally, um, I also think just uh, in a sort of this sort of artistic sense of love and creativity and beauty, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's meaning in all of those things. Again, it's all subjective, but I think, I mean, anything that like, you know, anything that I think makes me or somebody smile can be meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds all kind of airy wispy, but that's but that's really kind of what it is. I mean, meaning I think to me really is just like I said, it's a very sort of subjective thing. So it's not going to be some like real like hard science definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that that kind of bleeds into um, the next point, which would be like morality. So how do you? What is your basis of morality? Um, where do you? Yeah, where where do you get your sense of this is morally right and this is morally wrong. Um, so morality is very much, I mean, it's, in my sort of understanding, it's very much a social phenomenon, mm. right? Like, without society, without multiple people, or, you know, we're talking about generally people with morality. I mean, you could talk about animals and stuff, but let's just talk about people, right? Mm. Without multiple people, there's no real issue of morality. If I was, the, if I was literally the last man on earth, there would be no such thing as an immoral action, except for arguably to kill myself if survive if not killing myself meant that I could well, no, propagate the human species. I'm just no, no, I know. but I'm just I'm, I'm using hypothetical just to demonstrate what I mean. But um, so morality comes in 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 my view, in my worldview, morality is very tied into um what people want for themselves and sort of maybe even more specifically like well-being mm. um if it's things that are that contribute positively to people's well-being are typically moral and things that do the opposite are typically immoral i think um for example so like you know if you if you kind of like view like a society a group of people as this sort of what it is it's a group of people um who all we all have to sort of like share this world mm-hmm. we're all physical beings on this in this physical world this physical universe and we just sort of there's um sort of our actions have very natural consequences right um and i think that a moral action is generally one that um that has a positive impact on that on basically well-being 
and an immoral action is one that has a negative impact on well-being and an amoral action or a non-moral action is one that doesn't have anything to do with well-being um like is me, there... building legos by myself in my living room is not a moral or immoral thing it's amoral okay yeah um do you believe in or ascribe to like like what how do you how do you come to a conclusion of like law like what laws so you, so you said if it's just if it's con, say it again your, your definition um it's kind of like a ramble but um I think I think if an, a moral action is one that is conducive or has a positive impact Mm -hmm. on the well-being of others <clears throat> and an immoral act is one that has a negative impact on the well-being of others okay negative impact on the well-being of others okay like harming so somebody like, so let's generally. so like the but there's exceptions by the way this is this is this is the broad so you would you would generally agree with the ten commandments then? generally i would agree with most of them yeah 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 for sure it's a good framework of like. I mean, it's what, a good it's a good list of things, but I, I, yeah, but I I think that like yeah, I mean, I think that pretty. I mean, as far as I know, pretty much like every pretty much every society has had at at least like a few of those commandments. Like the, the I mean, people have like you know like do not don't steal don't steal don't kill, don't kill even like do not lie. Mm -hmm. Like those of all I mean, but especially like killing. I mean, people have killed others, but they won't like necessarily kill their own, right? So people have this sort of. People have sort of taken, you know, the broad in the broad sense. I think, uh, the, yeah, these are all sort of universal things. Mm -hmm. Of course, I also believe that morality is is also a very sort of case by case thing. Mm -hmm. So I would say, like, yeah, it's immoral to cause harm, but I there's exceptions to that probably. Like, if someone's trying to kill you and you slap them in the face and get away, like, I don't think you've done something immoral no, no, slapping them in the face. You know what's yeah. funny about? So, you know, I'm, I'm I've been reading the Old Testament a lot more. Some of the things that I'm realizing, and I don't know, I'm still learning, mm -hmm. and I don't know if this is a fact, so I don't want nobody to hold me to this. Um, I want y'all to learn and grow with me, you know what I mean? But when it comes to the Ten Commandments and also, like, the laws that were laid out in that book that was written to a specific audience, mm -hmm. which were Come the Mosaic Law. And, yeah, yeah, Moses talking to the Israelites, to mm -hmm. the Israel that, you know, the that saved out of, out of Egypt. Those laws were for them. Mm -hmm. So what you, what you were saying is true. Like, if somebody's trying to kill you, and you slap them and hit them in the face, or you you like boom hit their arm, stab them, and kill them. Sure. When he says "do not kill, do not steal," to m what I'm gathering from is he's talking about among your people. Mm -hmm. Do not commit adultery. Like, do not steal something. Do not steal someone's wife or something he's talking about within but that's why and, pe and that's why I think we always get it like twisted like well if God said don't kill why did he tell them to go kill the people of, of the other land well that, that's how you that's how you get other land <laughs> you go and you conquer those people but as far as yeah, this but, as far as this group the Israelites we don't steal from each other we don't kill each other we don't take each other's wife we don't, you know what I mean? So is it, mm -hmm. isn't it kind of crazy? I was just like, the way I'm interpreting it, I don't yeah. know if I was right. But I think he was writing that more for like, this is how you guys, you know, when he talks about your neighbor, he's talking about these people, like the people that you live with. I mean, that, that's, 
that's an interesting way of sort of justifying that, I think. It's very interesting, isn't it? <laughs> because like, because what you said is true. Like if somebody attacks you yeah. and I kill you while you're trying to kill well, me, did I commit a sin for killing you? And, no, and, I just and defended myself. I think there's also and, and I kinda I was let's listen to somebody talk recently. I think what they're and they're and they kinda brought up this idea that I, I kinda thought was cool. There is also a distinction between like moral morality and justice. Mm. So something can be immoral but still just, and something could be perhaps moral but unjust. Mm. Um, for example, if you know killing you in self-defense might actually be immoral of me to do. Mm. If I could, you know, maybe perhaps I because I have I have damn I've taken away your well-being i've annihilated your well-being mm-hmm. you know you could i that could arguably be moral immoral but still like just right mm-hmm. it's justice because it's self-defense but it's still right. like technically an immoral act yeah and i think that's okay too like i mean i think you can if you, you can make that distinction there and say just because something you do an immoral act doesn't mean like you've done something wrong necessarily mm-hmm. but if but it is but it is immoral um Kind of like smoking uh, marijuana. That it used is, to be it used to be considered immoral because it was quote unquote against the law. Yeah, but that but, but now I, it's legal. I don't think it was ever immoral. I mean, people said it was. No, I'm just saying it was considered. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whatever. But that's that's the kind but of even thing. drinking alcohol mm-hmm. used to be considered immoral because it was illegal. Yeah, it was prohibited. Yeah, prohibition. You know what I mean? And people still consider it immoral. Some some do even though it is legal. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's also arguments you can make in those nuances. I mean, you could, if you're in a, if you're putting yourself in a situation, if you're just drinking by yourself at home and you're not leaving your house and, you know, you're you're not gonna like get angry and go like attack somebody or you know, like. Mm-hmm. It, but if you know that like you have like a problem that like when I drink alcohol I get I lose all my inhibitions and I go and I start breaking people's destroying people's property and attacking mm-hmm. people, then it might be an immoral choice to start drinking. Oh yeah, everybody's right. different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So of course, there's always a case by case. There's always a a specific situation where you can take these sort of. It's important to point out that you can take these sort of broad rules of, of these broad moral statements that mm-hmm. you can ascribe to them. Don't lie. I think it's important. Don't lie. I think be honest is very very important. I think it's mm-hmm. super. As a the very strong point of my morality is mm-hmm. is like honesty. Mm-hmm. But there's always, I believe, you have to take everything case by case. And there's yeah, sure, there's situational factors that can affect your sort of judgment on that i mean i could i could see why there's a lot of reasons to lie people lied to you know I'm, i know doing the i'm not trying to like take this conversation to jump to nazis it's just an example people lied to nazis about Uh-oh. hiding jews and stuff like that right Uh-oh. that's that's a that's a lie that you would probably say was probably good they did that i mean it was probably like a a, a moral thing to do was to lie about that um, or even, I don't know, people lied, people might lie to ICE about, let's keep it modern day, present times, mm-hmm. you know, people might lie to ICE about some, some undocumented person they know, mm-hmm. um, because they, because they see the, you know, if they tell that, if they tell the truth to ICE, like, ICE is going to go do some really immoral things to that person. So they're actually protecting somebody from harm by telling a lie, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Word. Right? So... You know, there's a lot of nuance, man. There's a lot mm-hmm. of situations, and it's hard to make like anything as an absolute statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe there is such a thing as an absolute morality, but I also think it's situational. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. To the final category. Destiny. Death. Afterlife. Reincarnation. What I believe do you, what do you what do you think <laughs> what do you think about those terms and how, um, do you, how do you see it through the lens of being well I think that you know just even just coming to terms coming to grasp the idea that like and I'm gonna say I but I think it's for the same for a lot of people like the, there's the concept of like myself existing like that I am I right I mean these old philosophers have talked about this all for centuries mm-hmm. Uh, millennia probably um but just like the sort of the fact of identity in the first place is such a mind-boggling thing that it probably takes an entire lifetime to even start grasping really really what it means right but i think that people um i think that people are very 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 afraid of their own annihilation or the concept of just not existing anymore Mm -hmm. is scary because you can't really fully conceive of it, probably, no. right? But also, but it's so, and, and part of that, and that's part of why it's really scary. I think also people, man, loss, losing someone else that you care about is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult, and there's no real easy way to go around. So I think that people sort of develop these ideas of be it reincarnation. You know, on this sort or heaven or whatever. I think those sorts of come about. Those ideas sort of come about to and they uh, to sort of satisfy this need that people have that they feel that they have to you know kind of grasp on to life, be it their own or you know I can't believe I'm never going to see my husband again or whoever, my child mm-hmm. or my parent or my loved one. Um, and it, it gives people a lot of. Um, it, it, it sort of puts people at peace to sort of have this thing like, yeah, okay, no, it's okay. I'll see them again someday. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, life sucks. I mean, like, <laughs> life sucks at times anyways. Life sucks all the time for some people. Life is hard, definitely. You know, um, to have this sort of, you know, golden ticket at the end of the road is something that people really want or need to look forward to um, to make it worth it because, you know, we don't want people going around killing themselves, so... Uh, so, you know, for some people, you know, <laughs> people use it as kind of like a, a sort of, just a sort of like, you know, something to kickstart the will, you know, the will to keep on going mm-hmm. is, okay, yes, yeah, I know stuff sucks now, but it, it'll get better, if not on earth, then in heaven or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's all stories. I don't think there's any real evidence that any of those things happen. I think as far as we know and 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 everything that we can kind of see and demonstrate sort of points to okay uh your consciousness is a is a result of a physical brain without a physical brain there isn't a person you don't exist anymore when your brain dies you're dead your thoughts are gone your identity is annihilated there's no i'm the only me that i've ever been and um i don't have any reason to believe that I am somehow the same person who used to lived and died mm-hmm. or that when I die somehow some baby later will also be me. I don't even know how that would work. Uh, I don't think there's any real evidence that a heaven or hell exists or a purgatory or a limbo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are things people believe and things people make up and things people sort of say, oh yeah, 
you know, Jesus said so or whatever, but like there's not any actual real reason to believe that those things exist. I think that when we die, it's over. And when you say it's over, what does that mean? Meaning that the that that me, my consciousness, my my series of thoughts, my you know, it ends. Kind of like how before I was born, that I didn't exist in the world. There was no Philip McNasser, or even if there was someone by the same name, it wasn't the same person. Mm-hmm. I am a separate, unique entity, as mm-hmm. are you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you could have been named anything, and you can name yourself. So the name doesn't matter, but the point is just like the you, the consciousness that is you, your mind that I can only get glimpses of by communicating back and forth, right? Um, that's a thing. You are an entity that has lived for 33 years and mm-hmm. some change and will live for I don't know how much longer, but... 33,000. <laughs> yeah. um, probably sometime within the next 100 years you'll be dead. Probably, who knows where science yeah, will go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. with, with the advances in modern science, I might go to 200, but we'll Still see. looking for the fountain of youth. Yeah. haven't found it yet. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist, though, right? It's in the North Pole. <laughs> it's in the North Pole. Oh! Man, I see I'm the going. address. I'm going. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all... Um, so you believe that we just... It's nothing. It's just it's a I mean, wrap. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's what it looks like. Things are living, and then they die, and then they, their bodies rot, including their brains. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's... Everybody who's had their brain removed has been doesn't doesn't exist anymore. I've never seen you any. Think about why our bodies rot, like decompose. Because little tiny things eat them. But like, why are we edible? Because we're made out of things that other things can turn into energy. We're edible for the same reason that uh, uh, cows are edible. Because I can eat cow meat. And my like my body will sort of break down those all those muscles that I'm eating into their sort of little parts, all the little you know the little down to like really kind of the molecular level even. Yeah. And you have to basically gain energy from that. Yeah. But it's kind of like that. There's just little teeny tiny microorganisms that eat us. Where so, what is that thing in in uh, what is it? Energy cannot be. Lost, created or destroyed, created or destroyed. It can just be sure. transferred. Is that what yeah, that? Is that's what that is. That's what when we eat stuff. That's what it is. So, so our energy, who we are, the essence of who we are, is only in our brain. Is that is that what you're saying? I'm not saying our energy. No, energy is a different thing. Um, but it's energy that we have in our body. Like you know what I mean. I mean like everything we are. You know, like when every, a person dies, you can tell. You can tell that there's a big difference between a dead body and a, and an alive body. So that energy that we have. Okay. You, okay. So energy. When you, okay, sorry, because when you mentioned can be not created nor destroyed, you're talking about like a there's like a scientific definition of energy. There's a it's the thing they're talking about. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is a different thing. You're talking about a different sort of usage of the word energy. Okay. What am I? What am I talking? You're about? talking about like a, like basically that sort of spark of life. That sort of the fact of like and the animation the, the, the ability to think the ability to move mm-hmm. the ability to breathe you know mm-hmm. the things that d- differentiate a dead corpse from a living body mm-hmm. which is like life is the fact that your brain is alive mm-hmm. your heart is beating your blood's pumping mm-hmm. and there's and there's neurons firing in your brain that are forming thoughts and things like that or, so those are not occurring in a dead body that's just I mean they matter. They might things might spark for you know a very short time, you know, I don't know, 
Maybe there might you might see like little some brain activity kind of flicker out, kind of like a, you know like when a chicken's head comes off and runs around for a little while. Mm. You know when you like if you get you know if you just oh, if I die right now there might be some sort of you know some little yeah. neurons or something. I don't know. There, there may or not be some things firing for a short time afterward. But um, the difference is that um, yeah, it really is just that your brain isn't alive anymore. Okay. And so, you feel like after you die, you're just gonna float off into nothingness, and I'm not, I'm not gonna float. I'm gonna I'm like, not float off, but you will just no longer exist. These thoughts, this, yeah, it's like this a blackout. Energy, just blackout. It's like in a movie. And so this never happened. No, it happened. Everything happened. But it, if you have no knowledge of, well, I happened. won't exist anymore to know that it happened. But you, if you're, if I die right now, you'll be looking across the table, and everyone you'll know I died. You'll remember I lived. You have recordings of me, man. <laughs> the internet uh, will be here forever. Yeah, but so also people will remember our me. Voices will live forever. People remember me. Eventually, I'll be completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. There will be. I, 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 I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll have some sort of legacy. But mm-hmm. probably what'll probably happen is that when all when I die and then all my friends and family die, mm-hmm. like no one will know that I ever existed. True. Unless they kind of find, they go look for some census information or something, or whatever. You know, they can find out. Or they look up the, socks and yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there's a history, but yeah. like what I'm saying is like, yeah, I mean, no one's will probably actively think about me after I die, and then not everybody else who knows me dies. But it so still it's happened. It's a wrap. Yeah, it still happened. No, uh, no heaven, no hell, no paradise. No. Just. I'm. 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 And actually, I'm glad to say that. I am kind of glad that, I mean, if, if I'm right, which I think I am, that, that it's not the case, that there's no heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a really messed up thing. I mean, if it was just a heaven and no hell, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody's saying that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people. But I, I think that heaven and hell is a really messed up concept. And I think that if there's a God who does exist, who creates those two places, and then kind of sends some people to one and sends others to the other. Mm-hmm. I think that's really messed up. And so, um, I believe I'm right, and I hope I'm right, too, because, mm. man, that would be rough. Send people to hell for eternity for things they did in a very short glimpse of time in this physical world. Man, that's messed mm. up. For, for things they didn't even know, usually... I mean, nobody really wants to be a bad person, so if somebody killed somebody, they probably thought they had a good reason or whatever. <laughs> I mean, mm. not that I'm saying that that's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, can you, can, you, I mean, can you conceive of, like, what is, like, man. I mean, people, like, murder someone and they go to jail for, like, 20 years. Maybe they murder a bunch of people and go to jail forever, but, like, or until they die, but, like, so people murder somebody. And they go to jail for 20 years, and then they get out. And their life is not probably quite as... You know, they, they, there's, they have a sort of disadvantage after that. Mm-hmm. But they're still, like... They've, you know, according to the criminal system, they've sort of paid their dues, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they can't vote anymore, but... Um, man, like, somebody does... Doesn't even have to be murdered in a lot of cases, and they go to hell forever, for eternity? Dude, that's rough, man. It's like it's like punishing a little child for the rest of their life for doing something stupid. What if you're an adult and you're fully aware of your decisions? Yeah, but if you're an adult, I mean, really, like, think of all of it etern- from now until eternity. Assuming mm-hmm. that's the thing. Let's say it goes from, from now until eternity, which is basically an infinity of years. Yeah, doesn't stop. Yeah. So in, it, out of infinity years, mm-hmm. the first 
you know, you can mess up infinity in the first 20 years of your life. Mm. And you only live less than, you live 80 years maybe if you're lucky. Maybe 100 if you're, if you're lucky. Mm. Um, so let's even say, let's be generous and say 100 years, which is, 100 next to infinity is the exact same as 1 next to infinity. It's just it's not- in- infinitesimally small. Right. So that little thing there, when you're on that thing, surrounded by all these bad influences, bad information, maybe you have terrible parents. People have terrible parents who teach them terrible things. Mm. Society teaches us terrible things. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to blame TV and stuff for, like, really big things, but it does teach us terrible things. Mm. It teaches, you know, all these things can teach us good things, too. But so that little tiny speck of your existence, with all the sort of nurture that goes into it and affects the way you think and the decisions you make, mm-hmm. that little thing, that little amount of time, what you do there, by the way, without having any actual real evidence that heaven and hell even exist, but you might believe it anyway, like, that little tiny speck is going to determine your infinity of eternity. Whether or not you're, you know, living in lavish riches or in happiness or whatever it is, or whether you're being like tortured and burned or just abandoned or whatever it is for all of eternity. I think that's messed up. I think that is the equivalent of of basically taking a baby or a very small child who does something wrong and punishing them for the rest of their life. I think it's kind of the equivalent. Compared to so eternity... You it's, so you think it's unjust? Absolutely. I'm absolutely unjust. Mm-hmm. And I don't... And I think that sort of conflicts with the idea of a, of a totally just and benevolent God. So I think it's kind of, I think the the give me the definition of benevolent, all loving. Mm. I think of, I don't know. I think it's like I don't, I don't, I don't think if, if heaven and hell exist, if hell exists, then God cannot be all loving. Because no, because mm. it, it's not a loving. There's there's no way you can lovingly send someone to hell for the for eternity. It doesn't make sense. I think the God of the Bible or the God of the religions that people describe to me are not perfectly moral beings. Mm-hmm. There's probably overall good beings. What's the basis of morality for for what you're saying? I mean, I don't... like well-being. No, no, no. But so you're so you're taking your basis of morality and placing it on a godlike figure. Is that what, you're saying? what I'm saying is okay. I mean, you don't have to agree with my definition, but well-being is. You can objectively how, I mean, quantify I'm just saying, that. If, if if we're talking about God, or we're inserting God in this conversation. How are we, as these little people that are here for a like you said a very finite amount of time? We're talking about this infinite person yeah. who has infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. How are we going to say that he, or it, or she, however you? Yeah, I have my own moral compass. How 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 are you going to say? that the creator is immoral. How do you come to that reason? Because the this creator is uh, is con- is contributing in a very negative way to the well-being of people. And that's immoral by my definition. He's contributing in a negative way to the well-being of people while they're on earth or after they're on earth. Either way, both. Mm. Both. Okay. Yeah. So is is That God's, one that one dude man is God's fault that bad things are happening. Well, I mean, you can make that argument. Okay. I and mean, that's another thing. I mean, if God has the power to stop bad things from happening, sure. You could you could make an argument that God's at fault. I mean, if... if 
Like when I mean, okay, let me put it this way. So should God not have rules? Should he not have justice? Or should he let everything go? I mean, I don't know. That's that's up to God, I Do guess. Do you want to spend an eternity with Adolf Hitler? Do you think he deserves to spend eternity in the same place as you? I don't know. I don't think that either of us I don't think this is a question. I don't I don't honestly, and this is kind of uh, a thing. I kind of don't really like the word deserve, but um, I think I know what you mean yeah, by deserve. I mean, is, yeah. it, is it is that a just outcome for his life and your life on this earth, based upon your your more? Your well, I don't think justice always occurs on Earth. Framework. I don't think justice always occurs on Earth. I'm just saying for the if we're talking about afterlife. Okay, let's, we'll talk about afterlife. So we're talking about afterlife, and we're talking about this God who is, you know, not benevolent and not loving because he created this. He supposedly is going to. He has created. This uh, this place called hell, mm-hmm. whether it's a state of being or actual physical place, where people go who don't deserve to to be with him. Mm-hmm. That's what it. That's really what it kind of comes down to in the the biblical framework, you know. Um, so I'm saying you. Let's say you don't believe in a Christian, whatever. But like you believe that there's a good place and a bad place, or we're. Or let's say we're talking about heaven and hell. I mean, I don't believe that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about <laughs> heaven and hell. Do okay. you think? That Adolf Hitler deserves to be in your presence and live with you, live a comfortable eternity, e- eternal destination. Does he? Does he? Does he deserve to be there with you? I mean, if I'm I get to decide this now. You yes. Well, for eternity. For eternity. I mean, I don't know. If if, he, if eternity is in Hawaii, do you think no. Adolf Hitler should be on the beach with you in Hawaii? I mean. This is a ludicrous uh, scenario we're talking about, so for so forgive me for um, humoring it. Um, <laughs> I mean, man, I can't believe you're gonna make me answer this question. Um, for eternity, mm-hmm. where are all the people that he that he's responsible for killing? Are they there too? Yeah, he's just he's on the beach, just having a great time. I mean, I don't think any of them would want him there. Why not? Because he, because <laughs> he like exterminated them, or his people did. Well, I mean, he's you know God. God said everybody can go to the beach. Okay, is is he? I mean, did he? Is God just letting everybody go to the beach? Yeah, it's just it's just heaven. There's just paradise. paradise. There's no hill. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you said. You said there shouldn't be a hell. Well, I said the fact that there is a hell is immoral. I didn't say that there should be a heaven and no hell. So the the opposite of immoral would be moral, correct? Um, I mean, yeah, sure. Okay. The opposite of immoral. So is that moral. means if, sure. if if hell is immoral, let's eliminate the immorality. Let's just straight do let's do everything in, in in a moral framework. And so in the moral framework would be well, there is no eternal hell. There is no yeah. eternal punishment. Everybody gets the same treatment. Everybody gets to go to the beach. No if there what is you did okay, on Earth. if there's only one choice and it's just everybody lives on Earth and then goes to the beach with God, I don't think that is. I think that is non. It is a moral. It is not moral or immoral. If it's just the same treatment for everybody, I don't think it's immoral or moral. I think when when that comes, I think immorality comes into play when there's different treatment. So, do you believe in justice? Uh, I mean, do I believe in justice? Do I believe that, like, 
I mean, that's just like a a word with a definition. Like, I believe it exists. Yeah, I mean, I value justice. I think justice is important or valuable. Sure. So would it be just for Adolf Hitler to enjoy the same things that you enjoy in the afterlife? I'm going to ask, can I ask you a question before I answer that? Go ahead. And it's a similar question, but I want to know your answer sure. before I answer mine. Do you think it's just for a person who has committed a murder to ever get out of prison? Um, do I believe it's just for someone who committed a murder to ever get out of prison? Yeah, to get out of prison at some point. To, like, be done with serving their term and then go back into society. I mean, it. I would have to be on the case. I would have sure, to it depends. hear about the details yeah. of the murder. Mm-hmm. Was it an accident? Mm-hmm. Or was it not an accident? If it was an accident, it'd probably be manslaughter, right? Yeah. So if it's Something an about accident, this dude, this dude like decided to stop, this dude decided to kill somebody because he was mad at them. Whatever. I mean, that's why usually people. Kill. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, either he either he robbed a store and killed somebody, or it was a heat of the passion. Like I don't know. It does like it's just the dude murdered somebody because mm-hmm. he made a choice to murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Maybe that it doesn't. I mean, the details probably don't matter that much. Does he does he deserve to to be free? The, the question is, is it just for him to get out of prison at some point once he's done some time? Is there such thing as sort of paying his price and then it being over with? In my opinion, if you like intentionally murder someone, you should either be killed yourself or you should... Um, justice would be you would lose your life. If you take a life, then you would you should lose your life. It should be taken from you. Like, that That would be just. That's even... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, eye for an eye, two for two. So what's the like, justice if you kill... What's the for justice life. for killing two people? You just... You die. You get killed. No, so it's not really just, though, because they they only died once, but they killed two people. Well, you, you're not... You are not two people. Right, but I'm saying, can you have... Can there be justice for somebody who kills multiple people? Yeah, they would be killed themselves. Right, but I'm saying that's not really an even trade. You said kind of life for a life. What about life for two lives or ten lives or six million lives <laughs> so i mean if if you want to include one of their family members <laughs> you need to kill their family member too i'm just saying if if you if you want to make it just oh rough that's that's what you said you oh said, wow so you, you said saying... you, you you said my definition wasn't good enough no no no, no. so i'll, I'll no. make it good enough no no i was just i was trying to go off your what you had said because you had said like okay well if you had said like it's kind of an even trade like okay they kill somebody they get killed mm-hmm. so i'm saying is it possible to seek just to, to get justice for when somebody kills more than one person? They can get partial justice by killing them, but if you kill ten people, how can I? How can how can it be just if you only die once but you kill ten people? Well, I have to do something. I can't sit there and do nothing. Right. And just ask questions right. like, all right, well, right. I can this. I mean, can't you can be do just. your best. I mean, maybe killing just letting you die would be the best they could do, but yeah. it's not really fully just, right? Like they should have been able to kill you ten times. It's just impossible. So. Right, like if it was true justice, it would be something worse than death. It would be hell. Is that what you're I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I'm trying to. I guess. I guess true justice would be hell. Okay. If that's if that's what you're getting. So at. wait, but if you kill someone and they go to heaven, and they didn't get to heaven until they died, so you killed them, you sent them to heaven, and you're punished by going to hell for eternity by sending someone to heaven. Mm, so there's a heaven and a hell. Mm. In this hypothetical question of heaven and hell, so, why, so where are we going with this? Because you still didn't answer my question. Okay, yeah. you so just, okay, you sent me on a, okay, a wild fine. goose chase. So you, I guess you answered the question. Um, 
I think that when okay, so I mean, obviously Hitler's the extreme example, but we're talking about in a scope of eternity, so I don't feel too bad going down this rabbit hole. Um, I actually disagree with you on my question that I asked you. Uh, I I believe that even though I mean there are terrible things people can do, mm-hmm. but I also feel that people can learn from what they do. People can try, can do their best to make good. And I think people can be also um, sort of turn around and and live a good life afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's necessary to kill somebody. And it's not, and it's not always necessary. It's not necessary. I think you you should just, you should just, this is, this is my full answer. Okay. I think however that person killed someone. So let's say they killed him with a knife. Uh-huh. I feel like that person should should be put in solitary confinement for life with a knife. Like they should be in a place with a knife. Like they, they solitary give, confinement. Yeah, solitary confinement. But they have a knife. But they have a knife. If they shot somebody in the head, or if they if they shot someone, they should be put in solitary confinement. With a gun. So there's like the point is like you like this gun so much you can. This is it. This is all you get for the rest of your life. Because you took that you use this to take somebody's life. Right. So you can sit here and rot, or you can sit here and kill yourself basically. Oh, so you you give them the option justice. That's actually better. Yeah. That is better than just that is that is my 100 percent answer. That's the the, that's that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but don't you, aren't there people who, in your, yeah, at least as far as you know, or maybe you've heard or could imagine, are there people who have done a, a bad crime, like killed somebody, and then, you know, sure, gone to prison, and they get out, and then they, they kind of learn from that, and they, and they kind of dedicate their life to doing some good, and actually, like, helping people, and maybe saving lives, and things like that. Yeah, they're trying to compensate yeah. for what so they in did. The, maybe in the grand scheme, I mean, not that it's ever okay and excusable to, like, murder somebody, okay? But I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme, if they took somebody's life unfairly mm-hmm. and unjustly, mm-hmm. but they did something that's actually saved a lot of people's lives afterwards there's I mean you can never take back the life you took you use you, you took right mm-hmm. but um, you also you know you're not being forced to to give back you know to take back those lives that they saved either so mm-hmm. there is is there you can at least acknowledge there is some sort of some sense of justice or some sort of overall sense of like even if you're not excusing the murder but still saying okay well he killed one person but he saved hundreds like there is some potential net net gain there, or some sort of balance, sure. some some positive balance. Sure, I'll, I'll concede okay. that. Cool. Um, so back to the question. So that being said, I think that people can who do kill somebody can learn from it and can actually kind of get out of prison and and lead a good rest sure, of their life we, and that's pro- and, and that's worth preserving word i think i think someone like a good life is worth preserving even if that person's made mistakes even big mistakes that being said i think that um if <laughs> you don't want to answer this question, no i'm about to i'm getting into it if hitler uh who not single-handedly but he was you know a bit he played a big role in killing a lot of people right um in, a, in the grand scale of eternity, I feel like in that same sense where somebody killed somebody and they kind of went out and did good and sort of made up for it in a sense, mm-hmm. I think that with eternity to play with, 
he, you know, he could potentially sort of, if he did, you know, if he realized what was wrong about what he did and, and decided to, and, and could do some good afterwards and had that much time to do it, that there could be some sort of net gain. I mean, given the fact that all these people are already dead no matter what, there could be some net gain of, of having him not like rotten hell like if he could be in a position where he could go and do some good for the rest of eternity maybe he could save six billion lives and it would be the fact that we can't un, you know the fact that those people are those six million are dead either way there is no need to save lives if everyone goes to heaven that's a good point so what so if there is a heaven and good people go there isn't it wouldn't it's isn't, not good people all people because you said uh, it would be immoral to send people to hell. So that means everybody goes to heaven in your scenario. Well, I mean, or my scenario, there is no, no in my scenario, well, in my scenario, in my ideal scenario, there's no heaven either. People just get used okay, to the fact so, they're going to so die. Back, so back to my question before we keep moving. If there's, if there's a heaven and no hell, then it's not heaven. It's just what happens after you die. It's just the next place. We're moving the target. <laughs> Am I? I'm not trying to. Sorry. We're moving the Okay, yeah, where are we at? What's the target so supposed to be? So, we were, we were back to heaven and hell. You said there's an existence of hell. So, you can't have heaven without hell. So, what, so what are you talking can't. about? Okay. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's just if, one if place. This, if this knowledge that you have of hell is, you know, a bad place, you say that's immoral. Let's say we eliminate that. Okay. So, then there's just, there's just so earth are you, and then are the party. Are you saying there's no morality without immorality? Is that, is that what you're saying? Because you're saying no, there's no, there's no heaven that. without hell. There's just nothing. I mean, well, I'm just saying if you had a place that, like, if you, if you had a place that is, like, party with God, you know, go and be with God after you die. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have a place which was go, if be away from God. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. just going to go to that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, you can call it heaven if you want. But I'm saying, like, it loses its significance as heaven. It's just like, okay, everybody it dies. It does lose its significance, huh? It yeah. means nothing. There's, well, it means something. Not, no, it means a lot. It means a lot more than well, what, 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 what I believe. What does it mean? It means that... Well, I mean, it means that, like, it's not a reward. It's just what happens next. It's not a reward. It's just what happens next. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's no reward. So if there's no reward, that means there's no punishment. So if there's no punishment, there's no justice. What I'm saying is you could have one of those places without the other if you wanted. I mean, if God wanted or whatever. If God Okay, so let's go back to that one place. So you okay. believe that we should all, like, you believe that in the f- moral framework that you were saying that God is immoral to create a hell mm-hmm, I think so you would say it would or to be send a, people there for sure to send or to threaten there. people with it definitely to send threaten whatever yeah. you think that it would be better if it's everybody went to heaven would you would you say that would you come to that conclusion yeah I mean if yeah if, if you're not if you're not sentencing people to eternal like damnation or torture or whatever yeah, yeah that's better than that you're not doing that yeah so eternal vacation to Hawaii sure that's okay? better than than sending people to hell for sure so once again do you think that Adolf Hitler deserves eternal paradise, eternal vacation in Hawaii to be sitting on the beach with you? Based upon, I don't think based, I deserve based, to be in, based in, upon, in Hawaii for the rest of my life. Based upon eternity. his actions. Okay, let's say Mother, I mean, do, like, Mother, do, do Mother Teresa and Adolf Hitler deserve to get treated the same in the afterlife? Mother, Mother, based upon, Mother Teresa killed Based upon the work that they did Mother Teresa I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Mother Teresa's work either but um, she's better she's not as bad as him 
I mean, okay, who's I, good to okay. you, man? <laughs> Who? Man, like nobody. Nobody. I mean, people are people are complicated, man. People do good things. So Adolf Hitler's no worse than anybody. What I'm saying is like Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, like her whole thing was she wasn't. She just she. Okay, well actually she had a lot of. Put, she she took a, a lot of the money that she had was was put into just building more buildings, mm-hmm. not so much into actually helping people. And the people that she like she well she had a lot of different places, but like some of the places like she was sort of had this like I don't know this is you know she she okay, sort of let's get she sort of was she, she's yeah she sort of believed that suffering was a good thing to do. Martin Luther King, how about that? Don't get me started. No, I'm just playing that. Okay, okay sure. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, as far as I know, he was okay. So um, Martin Luther King and Adolf Hitler deserve to be... I don't think they'd want to be in the same place. Why not? Because they probably didn't like each other. wouldn't like each other too much. Who wouldn't like who? They probably wouldn't like each other. Martin Luther King would probably not like Hitler, because Hitler did some terrible things. And Hitler would probably not like Martin Luther King because he's not a white Aryan German. I think I think uh, MLK would show him love, just like that doesn't mean everybody I, else. I don't think he'd like him, but he might show him love. Sure, he should have. That, that's what he did. That, that he was kind of that was kind of his thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Hitler would hate him. I don't think Hitler deserves to be in his presence. I'm just saying, like, what's the point of of Earth if 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 they're if, like if if heaven's what's up, like if heaven's happening, like what's the point of even? What's the point of just creating good good people and bad people just so you can send some to heaven and some to hell? What's the whole point of that? What's the point of living on Earth, of Earth existing if there's if if the real part if the real event is in heaven and it's forever? Mm. I don't see the point. Just create people and put them in heaven. Boom, mm. sorted. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a question. It's got um, So that's why you can you that's why you can see it's just nothing. It's just nothingness when we when we die. Our destiny. Well, that's not why. I just there's no reason to believe that there is more other than or, people wanting to. People want to believe that there's more. People want that justice, man. Mm-hmm. And like, no, okay, okay. I'll get over my my qualms with the word deserve, and I'll get over my sort of like philosophical gameplay. No, I don't think Hitler deserves to sit on a beach in Hawaii for eternity with me, or Martin Luther King, or I mean, to sit with me, or to sit with Martin Luther King, or mm-hmm. to sit with Mother Teresa. Or to sit with the, the freaking commander of the Third Reich. I don't think, sure, I don't think he deserves to be happy for eternity. I think where he's at right now, which is just dead and not existing anymore, is perfectly fine by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that's going to happen to me too is, you know, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Because the way I feel is when I'm dead and I don't exist anymore and I don't have a thought I don't have thoughts anymore I won't like be thinking oh man I wish I was in heaven like it just won't matter I, just, I don't even know it's like when you go to it's like if you could imagine going to sleep and not having any dreams it's just kind of like you're just going. you're just not aware of anything there's no you're not really thinking anything mm-hmm. you're not seeing anything there's no real sort of conscious you it's kind of like that I think mm-hmm. except for there's not even an unconscious you and then you're just you're just gone it's kind of like it was. I, can, I mean, you can imagine, you can sort of fathom, like, we were talking about, like, some, you know, the 1970s, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't alive and you weren't alive. You can imagine that. Nobody had this concept of you, of Emmanuel or Philip. 
right? Nobody was thinking about us. Well, Nobody... I don't. I mean, I can imagine, but I can also see footage of it. I can listen to the music. Yeah, I mean, you I know, can exactly. hear stories from people like. Yeah, I yeah, and, and and you. I, don't I, to get I can't too wacky with my. Yeah, with my and and I can't I can't right now see a, a video footage of 2050, but once it comes about, there will be video footage of 2050, probably right. Mm-hmm. Um. But my, what I'm getting at is that. I think life. I mean, the rest of the of the world existence after my death, to me, in my own subjective way, would be basically the same as before my birth. And it will be later, and there'll be more history, and there will have been a history of me. But like, in the seventies, I can hear about him and see videos, but I wasn't there, and I don't remember it. I had no. There was no. There was no me, at all. There was no I, Philip McNasser. Mm-hmm. So it'll be just like that after I die. The world would go on going on. There will be plenty of people around, probably. And they'll be have lives, and they'll be thinking things, but I won't be there. Where? I feel you. There we have it. There we have it. You have been here so many times on this show, but I never had this develop at the time that you were on. So I want to give you, or take you through the Fab Five. Okay. Five questions that I ask every guest. Okay. Yeah. Or just about every guest. Sometimes I forget. Um, okay. What's your favorite genre of music? Uh, right now, probably EDM. Mm. Probably. Was there a certain artist or DJ or album that made you fall in love with EDM? Made me fall in love with EDM? Oh, mm-hmm. man. Um... I can remember who it was, which one. There probably was. It was probably like, um, I don't know. I can tell you that right now, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this is not exactly the answer to your question, but because um, I can't think of that. I'm really bad at that kind of thing. I'm like actually really, uh, I've been listening to, uh, there's this, this group I've been listening to a lot lately that I've been digging a lot, Hot Chip. I've been kind of obsessed with them lately. Okay. So that's not like my first group that I got into mm-hmm. um, and I think they probably called medium I don't, I'm really bad with like genre words it's all good. but it's the same kind of thing it's electronic there's, there's vocals dance music so it's like whatever mm-hmm. um, hot chip is kind of what I'm digging now but um, it, it sort of it sort of got into EDM through sort of think uh, artists and that aren't EDM for example like um, like I'm trying to remember who I was listening to because there was some group, there was some folks, there was some people I was listening to a lot, kind of like a couple years back, but I don't remember who any of them were. Um, I listened to a couple. There were a couple groups like, um, like Tuxedo and Cherub, and they're they're these kind of like new disco groups that sort of helped harness this this EDM enjoyment, but it, but they they didn't cause it. They were just along the process. Chromio was pretty good. Churches. Those groups. So a few of them. A few of them. That's what's up. Yeah. Is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? Probably. A movie that has affected my outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I know Miracle on 34th Street was pretty... That made a big impression on you, but <laughs> <Pretty significant>. man, 
<laughs> Changed my life. I mean, probably, man. A lot of things of it. Uh, um, okay, this is maybe not my ideal answer, but it's what I have in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of my favorite movies, The Fifth Element. Mm. And that movie is just so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so absurd and just goofy and, like, it's the cheesiest movie, but it's, like, really well done. Like, the cheese fact, the cheese factor is just freaking off the chain, right? Mm. Um, th- I would say that one because, because that sort of, I think, something that I took away from that is that, like, it's okay to not take everything seriously all the time. Mm. I mean, you have to take something seriously. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't go ham with that concept. Word. But... It is, I think, good. Like, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we can just sort of take with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I think that movie helped demonstrate that. That's good. When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Um, <laughs> uh, how do I de-stress? Well. There's a few things I there's things I do to de-stress, but what actually works, and I don't do, I don't always pick it first, but mm-hmm. um, is to, man, if I can go like on a nice walk, if I can go like, walk around outside, I don't do this very often. Usually, I'll sit around and, like play video games or something <laughs> and and think that that's going to de-stress me, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. Yeah. Right? It just makes me bored and just still kind of stressed. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, kind of getting up moving around, um, either going for a walk and kind of just, I mean, even just around the town, man, looking at the trees and stuff, or um, creating something, which I don't do very much either. But, like, Mm -hmm. if I can actually get myself to, like, paint something or draw something or write, like, a, I don't know, like a poem or a story or something like that, or even just write my thoughts down, like, that's really helpful. Yeah, just getting it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Sometimes I'll just write down, like, a stream of consciousness that I have. Mm. I, like the other day I thought of like I thought I just had some random thoughts in my head I was like on the bus and I had just like this random series of thoughts and and like then like I, then I was afterwards I was thinking about that sequence of thoughts I just had mm. and then so I went and like tried to recreate them and write them all back down again how'd that work out for you? <laughs> you know I think I got it <laughs> I think I need to write more I need to do I have a, I have a lot I have those streams of consciousness all the time yeah and I'll be thinking of something that's just a great thought yeah, and then I try to come back to it. I'm like, dang, what, what did I say? It was good. You yeah. know what I mean? But I just <laughs> yeah. totally forgot it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what book would you? I know you know the biggest of readers. Um, but what book would you recommend for everyone to read right now? For everyone to read? Yeah, one book. Oh, jeez, one book. One book. I mean, oh God, he's kind of a. People don't like this guy in real life. A lot of people don't really like the guy, but just he's kind of a kind of cocky and says some interesting things. But since we're on this sort of topic, I would say read the God Delusion, Richard Dawkins. Mm. It'll it'll the guy his guy can he can say way better than me all mm. the reasons why believing in God is silly. Mm. The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. Mm-hmm. And despite the stupid stuff he says on Twitter this book is really smart <laughs> mm. it's you know people are like oh screw him because he said some problematic things and it's like that's true you don't have to like him in real life mm-hmm. but read that book it's even if you're I mean even if you're religious and just kind of want to see what he says like you know it's not even if you don't think he'll change your mind that's fine it's still mm-hmm. a good book everyone should read it okay last question even though you'll be gone 
and you will be nothing. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? What do I want to communicate at my eulogy? Um, ooh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I gotta think about it. I gotta consider because people are gonna be all sad. You know, hopefully, people will be sad. I want people crying. No, um. I think that maybe that there's. You know, given that there's a good time when somebody dies because you, you never think they live long enough. Um. I would say maybe that. Like, self reflection is important. It's important to learn from yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, better. Rather than. Rather than spending a lot of time and mental energy kind of regretting the things you've done that you wish you didn't do, um, I think it's a better use of your time and energy to sort of um, analyze those things, learn from them, and try to do better. So, like, rather than sulking about, like, because I've done, man, I've done bad things in my life. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm, hopefully, I, I mean, fortunately, I haven't, like, haven't killed anybody or anything, right? Mm-hmm. But I've done bad things, mm-hmm. things I regret. But um, I think I, I've learned that better. it's better, rather than kind of sitting around sulking and just feeling bad about myself mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. I think it's better to actually just analyze those things. Like I said, analyze them, learn from them, and do better, and mm-hmm. try to sort of affect the world in a more positive way. I think if somebody said that at my eulogy, like kind of on behalf of my life, I'd be like, you know, well, I wouldn't be there to hear it. But right. if I knew they were going to say that, I'd probably feel good about it. Yeah. No, that's what I have. That's what I have off the top of my head, anyway. Dope. <laughs> that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. But man, once again, appreciate you for coming through. Dude, knocked out another episode. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Santa Claus again, but it was a good take on Santa Claus. <laughs> it was a good take on Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, he's got a magic wand that prevents you from seeing it, and he stops time when he goes around. That's how he gets all of the houses. So your the camera will be. Time will be stopped when he gets to each one of those cameras, and that's why you won't see him enter the houses. But he's still there, and when they go look for him in the North Pole, his house is magical and it's invisible. Mm. Unless you're an elf or a magical reindeer, you cannot find it. Okay? That's why we don't find him. He still exists. You can't prove he doesn't. You got Sorry. a 50-50 shot. <laughs> You if 50, you flip a coin, if you flip a coin, that determines your answer. You have a 50-50 chance. I agree. Oh, if you flip man. a coin. Word, word. <laughs> How can people get a hold of you on social media, bro? Uh, people can find me on Facebook. It's my name, Philip McNasser. Uh, Philip Ambrose one McNasser. One L or two L's? One L. One L, guys. Um... I got offended by that's, that's a, Are you that's still Mellow Fezzy on uh, yeah, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, you post don't use that. I know, but I, I posted recently. I posted oh, a picture really? like two days ago. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I did it more. I did it more. Haven't, haven't Yeah. I just didn't see it. No, uh, yeah. I, I incidentally, when I posted it's that. on my algorithm because I don't <laughs> see it. <laughs> it. It's been a while, actually. Um, I don't, man, I, yeah, I, I don't remember what. I don't, I don't, I don't Twitter, but I've been wanting to maybe get back on that. Um, and I think I have a Reddit thing, but that's not really something where you have like friends on Reddit. You just like go post anonymously and. I was like, what is Reddit? So, what do you do on Reddit? It's just like basically message boards. It's like post boards. People mm. just like 
it's in a not it's like people just like go this and they can anonymously like it's kind of like facebook but you don't know anybody mm. <laughs> and then there's all like topics so they're all these sort of like subreddits which are just basically topical pages and mm. so let's all go talk about the walking dead in this subreddit and then everybody talks about the walking dead awesome yeah i don't really do it yeah uh i i i, I mostly just facebook a lot where well hit them up Hit me up on the Twitter, uh, on my Twitter, or the show's Twitter, at SXSNDLS. On Instagram, at SXSNDLS, my personal Instagram, Emmanuel since 85 And on Facebook, my government, Emmanuel Williams. Yeah, man, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, let let Philip know that there is a God and he has a plan for his life. And you know, let me know if you have any questions or if you need some uh, help. <laughs> if you have any questions, you need just somebody to listen, uh, and you know who can tell you that you're not crazy for for a doubt. Because let, let Philip know yeah. that there is not a Santa Claus, <laughs> and we all and we all know this. Let Philip know that you agree that doubt is one of the most Im- important things you can bring to your own life. Mm. Boom. <laughs> and with that said, gotta love the unapologetic expression. Exactly. So once again, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss. I'm so tired, bro. <laughs> I can't even say my own tagline. We unapologetically discuss our worldviews. I am tired. I've been going hard for the past couple days. Um, that doesn't matter when you, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be a couple weeks. But appreciate y'all for listening. Grace and peace.